Thank you so much for joining us today for Music Marvels with the Chick with Beats and Breezy Gibson. I am music producer Chick with Beats. And entrepreneur, online marketer, Breezy Gibson, Twiddly D. How y'all doing today? <laughs> yeah, we hope you're feeling all right. You know, it's been some stuff that's went down uh, since we spoke with you all last. Of course, the Super Bowl. I mean, man, wasn't that something? Just, you know, <laughs> entertaining. Oh, yeah, entertaining all the way around. Um, you know, it was a big, big, big moment for hip hop, specifically for people in my age group, I've noticed. But, um, you know, shout out to all the funny memes out there making fun of us getting older. But, um, <laughs> yeah, it was a great time. And uh, also shout out to Snoop for uh, owning Death Row Records now. How epic is that? The label that launched his career and now he's at the helm. Like, that's just that's incredible. Yeah, it really is, you know, and that's a, a testimonial of how things can go. You know, things aren't going good, all kind of turmoil, this, that, the other, consternation, uh, disappointments, and so on and so forth. But when it comes full circle, back on top again, you know, so that's <laughs> a testimonial again of how do not give up yeah. at all on anything. Yeah. Do not give up and just just stay the course because uh, you might have something good there waiting on you. Just don't give up. Sure. Underline that. Highlight it. Do whatever you can to remember what Breezy just said. <laughs> and uh, yeah, we're going to do what we do, what you came here for every week. We got music industry news and we have a special guest, a brother named Sherm. This is a DJ that I actually grew up listening to. And, you know, he's sharing his insights and wisdom and all his experiences and everything. So, you know, we got a great show lined up and I'm just I'm ecstatic. I can't wait to share. Yeah. You know, and this this uh, this revolution that we're a part of is uh, a good one. OK, it's not that I don't use revolution in a bad way. Nothing but positivity. Um, you know, the, the business side, the music side, the participation side, the uh, practice side, the learning <laughs> curve. I mean, we can go on and on and on. And so uh, it's never stopping. And so, you know, we're glad to be just uh, a tiny part of this huge, huge, huge thing we call music. Yes, absolutely. All right. We're going to take a beat break and then we'll be back right after this. Okay.
<laughs> All right. Thank you so much for joining us for Music Marvels with the Chickle Beats and Breezy Gibson. I'm excited, thrilled, and delighted to announce that we have the one, the only, a brother named Sherm in the virtual building with us. How are you feeling today? I like that. <laughs> I'm just I'm trying to like live in this universe right now. What's up? Well, thank you for having me. What's up? What's up? Mr. Mr. Gibson, I ain't seen you in a minute, brother. So it's good to see you. I'm hanging, man. I'm hanging in here, man. But you know, you're the one on the on the red carpet, man. So we're glad that you joined. Man, well, for, thank you, brother. First, let's just say happy birthday to Jay Dilla. Yes. Birthday just passed. But uh, man, it's all good. <laughs> I know, right? Yes. Man. Yeah. So, so what's good with y'all? Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, we're good. We're glad to have you back on the show. Um, Gosh, you know, take the top off. <laughs> yeah, that, that might help a little bit. <laughs> but uh, yeah. We're, <laughs> yeah, we're glad that you're back in the building with us. And if you could, just for, for our audience, now that it's a little bit more expanded, for those who might have missed you the first go around, can you uh, <laughs> let them know a little bit about you know who is a brother named Sherm and your role in music? Oh wow, that's a man. <laughs> can I just say refer to my Instagram or my? Um, uh, basically, I'm just an old school brother that's been here since the '90s. Started in radio in California, Michigan, and Shout out to the Broncos. Um, I am the father of a huge, gigantic DJ by the name of Mr. Seven Troxler, homegrown in Kalamazoo as well. So uh, I've been a wedding DJ, online DJ. I am still an online DJ. Been in Ibiza for like the last four years, like living that DJ life. Like honestly, getting a dose of that European DJ life. And now that I'm back in the US, I'm like, uh, it's a different story now. But um, <laughs> yeah, so I play parties, festivals. Um, I got to I got to play the whole gambit. It was cool. It was for it was like going to university. Wow. <laughs> so yeah, that's just amazing in itself. But just you know, all the different things that you managed to run down so quickly. You know, radio, <laughs> internet, and then actually being in Ibiza. I mean, we'd we'd be amiss to not have you talk a little bit more about that. So you know, with the music culture being what it is there, um, how do you feel that's contributed to the foundation that you already had before you even went there? Um, actually, what I really appreciated about um, Aviza was being being appreciated for just who I am. I didn't have to fake who I was in any, in any way, shape, or form. And I was working and getting booked based on me, not based on the fact that, you know, I have a superstar DJ son. It was about what I do and me. And so, in fact, a lot of people didn't even know know that because stuff is my stuff's on technically. So nobody, a lot of people didn't know or find out after the fact. So, but it was, it was fun to like be able to, one, be able to make my own parties. You know, for instance, like I wanted to make my own nights and get started like that. That's actually how I got started with it. And what I noticed was how I was relevant, especially being at the same age, you know, doing everything, is uh, music style was different. Just everybody there is either there they're stuck in their zone, you know, especially the younger kids. I'm a techno DJ, I'm a hard house DJ, I'm a house DJ. Um, but nobody could go back and forth between R&B, maybe dip into a little pop dude, and then mm -hmm. go through the whole gambit of house music and say, play play a five or six hour set and be able to entertain everybody in the room, but be able to go do a, a pub set, which is all hip hop and, you know, 
our 90s R&B and then an hour later go across to the island and then just kill like a UK house or, you know, garage house set. And uh. So it was, it was cool just to be able to, to just be appreciated, be, you know, who you are and then just working with the legends that I got to work with. Like, I work with some people I never thought I'd ever be on the same flyer with them. Like Paul Johnson, Roy Davis Jr., like legends in the house game. Like, Rest in peace, Paul Johnson. But I, I, like I said, it was like it's a university. It was it was like for real going to university, just like having that um, chance to just play in front of like again like twenty people or thirty people in say a villa party overlooking cliffs, the Mediterranean Sea, and then mm. playing some beach party to like you know we had COVID, so it was basically you know especially when we first opened up last year. Uh, you know, but playing to a couple thousand people at a beach party. So, like, wow. if you're if you're a DJ, you got to do everything. And then I got a chance to uh, play, uh, oh, do another radio, which I haven't been on radio for ever. And there's this radio station uh, out of UK, Music Galaxy Radio, and they it's live, so it's not all this other like. I know there's a lot of other people out there doing you know live radio, doing live sets, but it's a live DJs every hour on the wow. hour all day and it's everybody and it's everybody from around the world so it's literally the music galaxy radio and you it's so it's such a blessing to be able to do you again on the radio and get appreciated for you so uh my, my you know my audience kind of grew a little bit more so um you know it's just yeah <laughs> like i said it's just going to university i'm just rambling on but yeah that's it that's phenomenal when you say breezy yeah, super phenomenal. Now, you know, on my side, I've got to ask you the uh, $64,000 question. It pops up a lot in my conversations. So when you rolled out the uh, your itinerary, you know, what you're involved with, this, that, the other, and all that good stuff. Okay, the, the $64,000 question, when do you sleep? <laughs> I, uh, I, can, I, you know, I, can, I can, like, four or five hours of sleep, that's cool. I mean, but now, you know, now that I'm back in the U.S., it's a different story, We're like settling back in U.S. life. So the hustle's a little bit different, but I mean, being there at that, at that time, you didn't, I mean, the adrenaline of just being able to be that creative was just enough to keep you going. You didn't need to be, you didn't need sleep. And it was being able to collaborate with, uh, work with uh, Game Over Visa. And that's a, a company there with uh, Carl Cox, they're growing do a lot of promotion for Carl Cox, which is a huge UK like international DJ. Mm. And so being able to be on, like, being able to have a residency with them, like again, working with legends and just being able to be appreciated for who you are and, uh, and being able to make those nights was amazing. And the thing, and being able to represent this skin color at the same time and in a genre that doesn't see us a lot, even though even though a lot of them sound like us, as far as like producers and get inspired by us and play a lot of our music, you don't see a lot of us playing that music. So it was it was nice to be able to be that representation because a lot of people, especially there, just like an American black dude, really, like <laughs> you, like you guys don't travel like that. See, you guys don't travel internationally. You don't do this. It's not what you do. This is absolutely what I do. Mm. So, so it was good to be the dark-skinned brother in in a sea of 
light brown to you know to lighter (laughs) (laughs) wow i mean yeah i just felt like i got to live vicariously through you a little bit uh, <laughs> through that story, <laughs> like that journey, but um, you had already shouted us out a little bit earlier about um, you know DJing on the radio at Wider in Kalamazoo, and uh, one of the things that I remember is that you would break a lot of stuff. So like I would hear stuff that I wasn't hearing other places. So that was one of the reasons why I used to love to tune in. It's like okay, he gonna play some stuff that's not necessarily out on the singles as well. I mean, you always had a good blend of that. So I mean, without giving away the secret sauce. Um, how do you kind of choose uh, what you put into your mix and how it'll resonate with your audience? I'll be honest. I just, um, I just hear it. You know, it's like like when you, uh, well, especially back in the day, back in the wider days, like I would, we would get the whole album. So you just you would play the whole album, and there was no and there was no structure to uh, to our shows except for just play your music. So I would listen to the whole album and I knew everybody was already hearing whatever the single was. So why do I need to play that? You already know that song. You know, yeah. I mean, maybe maybe it'll make a hype or, you know, make the you know second hype or, or to maybe introduce the B-sides, but I've always found like B-sides to be cool. Or sometimes when that first single comes out, I've already played the next two singles that are coming out because I've had them in regular rotation. Mm-hmm. And and then what I really like about house music now, what I had fun with it, Visa, is a lot of the stuff that I came up with. A lot of the '90s junk is just being sampled and oversampled. '70s junk is being oversampled. So it is super easy to blend the two genres together if you really know the music. So, mm. so that helps to be able to like kind of foresee what's going to pop out and then just kind of feel your gut and just play it. And I just, I, to be honest with you, I don't know if it's just a natural thing. I just been lucky to be blessed with that but a lot of us you know especially when i was coming up at wider we would just listen to the whole album and go oh that's hot i'm gonna play that like or you can hear a breakbeat in it or whatever you know, oh that's hot i know how that's gonna go with another song and so then you would you know then the album would get a little bit more popular so in my head i'm thinking i made the album blow up a little bit more because i know people <laughs> heard this on my show you know that's my <laughs> give myself way more credit than i need no no seriously because you know um so you know i was kind of young i had a job or whatever in the 90s but you know teenager i didn't have a whole lot so that 15 dollars for a cd 18 dollars meant everything so i wanted to make sure i was getting something good so a lot of times i would wait until i heard some of those songs play on your show before actually going to buy the cd so no that's that's very accurate I, I thought that too. <laughs> I thought that too as well. And then, um, especially in the biz, I actually got a. That was a thing that people were saying. I was like, "Oh, I haven't heard that. Or I haven't heard that version of that." And again, I think that's you know something that makes like if you're gonna do it, that's something that makes you stick out. I mean, dropping your joint, the uh, positive yes. love. I don't know how many versions of that. Like, I have three versions that are just pretty much in rotation. I'm like, the track's getting played tonight. Somebody's gonna hear, it. you know, and it, yes. and it just forces out. So like even with that, when it, um. I didn't even add the track to the video. It's just dope. And that promo video I put out for that last uh, last event I did, yeah. they were like, that's so cool. And they put that out there. Wow. I didn't even have the chance to interject. I just came in after the fact and said, oh, it should be this. Oh, you already did it. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Thank you. I'm very grateful for that. I know Breezy, I, I see the look on your face. <laughs> He's thinking of something over here. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, you know, that that. There's so much going on uh, with the DJs and with music production, all right? That that process, can you share with our 
our viewers, listeners a bit. I just, you know, I don't know whether it's really like a an industry secret or whether it's just a, a process that many people are going through. Okay, let's say uh, you take a, a popular song from uh, 1920, okay? The 1920s, okay? All right, and so you take that song and then um, let's say play backwards. <laughs> Or something like that, you know, and see if you can't come up with a groove that way. Every song's not going to work, that's for sure. But you know, <laughs> what, what do you how do you feel about you know that procedure? Um, is it a, a fruitful procedure, or is it one that you know you're wasting time doing it? Or you know, so as far as aspiring DJs are concerned, you know, playing the music backwards, slowing it down, or speeding it up. You know, what's your input to that? Will it, will it come out fruitful or just a waste of time? Uh, I think everybody kind of has their own process. And I think my trees can speak to this as a producer as well. Um, I mean, I'm not a producer, but I know as a DJ, uh, I always give people advice as to, like when you're first getting ready to get start spinning, start spinning live, basically find 20 to 30 songs and stick with those 20 to 30 songs and listen to them until you are nauseous and oh. then listen to them again and try to make them all mix. Mm. After that, and you get super comfortable and you know them like the back of your hand, like you know your last name and your mama's name, then you start adding other stuff in because those 30 tracks right there alone are enough to maybe rock a party or rock a set for um, hour, hour and a half but keep practicing with those tracks. You're gonna figure out how other ones go, how they go back in together. And then you'll hear a melody or you'll accidentally run into a mix and go, oh crap, and that's just gonna lead you to something else. So with that, I think it's just experimentation because I never really got into producing because I'm just not, um, I can't, I, I'm just not that patient. Like I need results <laughs> like right away. And then I've sat in a room with producers that sit there and they'll listen to a hi-hat for like, an hour <laughs> and tweak the hell out of it. And I'm like, we have listened to the same hi-hat for an hour, you know, what is the difference? I don't hear it. So I'm not that, I'm not that guy of that with music. I just like, I just like to play back and forth. And like I said, um, you know, if you're an aspiring DJ and you're coming up, and that's a good way I think that these are producing, especially with the equipment that's out now. I mean, you can, I use, if you jump on Instagram, you can see everybody sampling songs. They got everything in a button right now. So I do like this about the industry and how that brings uh, technology because now it's it's come a lot different from the old school guys like us. You just play two or three verses and then you mix the other song in. Now you can, you know, you could change beats. You could come in with effects and change it completely different. And now with all this equipment, I mean, you can see guys up there or women up there. I'm sorry, people up there, DJs up there now without even that's just equipment and you're literally producing and making something live in the moment. You might even practice a set. I mean, as, as an artist in that form, I mean, if something feels it, you're just gonna follow it. You might have some program. So I really, I really do get interested in, especially all the producers now, just watching them work because to me, I'm just dumped on me. I just play two tracks, three, four tracks sometimes and make them all blend off and mix. I mean, these guys are in here. These people are in here cutting up tracks right they're live in front of you so i mean one show cannot duplicate the other show because of how they do it so mm -hmm. uh, I, I do love how it's improved 
the, the showmanship of, of the art now. A lot of people are kind of old school. You have a lot of cats like me, my age, that just like, ah, screw that, man. They need records, they need, you know, they need decks. And I'm like, if they're entertaining and they're actually creating up there, that's all the people want. How you do it doesn't matter. Whether you have decks, a controller, or you're just up there with a beat machine, as long as you are creating and providing the groove, that is the end result that any DJ wants. Mm. So it ain't about the equipment you use, it's about the groovy break. That's it. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Yeah. We'll see. There you have it. There you have it. <laughs> <laughs> you guys, I mean, seriously, you know, you probably at the door right there for many aspiring uh, artists right there because, you know, Sometimes there's a code that you can't crack code. How and you know you're educating folks, you know, with what you're doing, and then by sharing it with a lot of people. Well, so we thank you for that. Yeah. Oh, oh, always. Um, in fact, Jazzy Jeff, my hero, my the, the god of all gods, just put out this DJ class um, on digital DJ tips, and we were all in this chat room talking about it. And I put out big, just capital letters. I'm like. Jeff has changed the game. I was like, all the old school cats, like the secrets are out right now, get on your game because these young kids are about to slam it. And, uh, <laughs> but, but to that, um, you got to appreciate Jeff for throwing the crap out there. You got you to appreciate hearing it from somebody who's proven to be in the game for this long, putting out that information for people. And that's how the game of just being an artist in that form of music, DJ or producer, um, it, it's going to stay relevant, stay change, and hopefully um, to just bring all these genres together and be able to get some diversity going on. Because again, like I was saying, it's music. it does drive me crazy that people just call themselves, I just do this. When music is just like, just, you know, throw it on the canvas and just see what happens. So mm. just staying in your zone doesn't really, doesn't help you grow any. I mean, if you're happy in your place, then I guess you're happy in your place. But I know me, if I'm playing for five hours, I'm going all over the place. (laughs) Yeah, that's what's up. And um, yeah, since you gave your insight for that, what about for um, artists who might want to try to, you know, maybe impress DJs or whatever? Like, what tips do you have for them as far as when they're actually making music um, in order to kind of get into rotation? I, you know, I wish I had the secret for that, but I mean, I know a lot, a lot of the producers that I know, they just try to get the music in people's hands. And uh, I mean, we have social media and all that now, but there's so many like fake links to this or, you know, mm. some crap to that, or you don't know, you know, Ray Ray Jenkins producing out of his basement, <laughs> making something crazy, but he's got great graphics and everything. So you click on that, you find out this dude's crap. So, um, I think you just have to like, if you're a producer, like you find the DJs that, are, that do what you like and get that stuff in their hands. I mean, I do get music all the time from people who give me freebies, like all the time. And I appreciate it. I really don't get to go through all of it, but you know what I get, and even if there's something I'm gonna play, I get to somebody else that I know is gonna play it. So it's, I, it's really getting it out into rotation. And just, if you're a producer, DJ, play, the hell out. Take every freaking gig you can get, even if it doesn't. Even if it doesn't play well, say it doesn't pay anything, but you know the right people are gonna be in the building, that's a gig that you need to take. You know, it doesn't matter if there's 50 people, if there's 50 people and 25 of them are producers, DJs, rappers, whatever, 
that know somebody else or that are well connected, then that's the 25 people you need to deal with out of those 50 people. And that's some exposure you're going to get to somebody else. So you didn't, so you didn't make any money at the moment. But your reputation got built because we all know how we are. Once you hear something really good, you're going to tell somebody about right. it. I mean, yeah. so, you know, good, you know, good news and good music travels fast. So I, I always say, and I, I'll hear from everybody that I've, uh, I've come up with, play out, play all the time. I mean, that's how I, I think I was successful in the visa when I first got there. I just play. I didn't care. I, honestly, I would go from a, a stupid pub to somebody's house, to a yacht party, to opening up at one of the clubs or one of the bigger DJs, to doing somebody's after party. Like for a year, I just played. I didn't care if it was garbage. I think, you know, I just played and I got in front of the right people. Mm. So, you know, so I can say that because it's proven. And I've seen it. <laughs> I've seen so many people do it. You just grind it out and do your thing, you create your own events. Even. So mm. there's that. I mean, because if you create your own events, then you got you kind of got to control of what yeah. you want to do. And then awesome. you can bring in the right people. Okay, mm -hmm. awesome. So, yeah, looking at the time, I know it's winding down. I just want to make sure that, um, yeah, before I turn it over to Breezy oh, for another question or uh, comment, but I want to make sure everybody knows where to find you, where to follow you, where to keep up with everything that you've got going on. I'm real easy. I am not a social media freak. I just kind of really do it. So I, I, on Instagram, it's a brother named Sherm, just like the other thing. A brother, not a brother. <laughs> brother named Sherm. That's on Instagram. And then uh, it's 25 Productions on Facebook. So I just try to post up there. And again, same thing, a brother named Sherm on SoundCloud, on MixCloud. And again, I do apologize for my lack of social media, but I try to, I try, I, I'm getting better. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you heard it here. Make sure you follow him everywhere that he just mentioned. And uh turning it back to you, Breezy. Yeah, and, and so I know you could help a whole lot of our listeners just by speaking a moment on the fact that you actually have to and put the work in, uh, that you have to um, take this talent that you have and don't just rest on the on your laurels you got to get in there and you got to do some you know and and, and uh you know being creative all the way around wouldn't you say what or what would you have to say to aspiring artists in that regard um i would say absolutely put in the work it goes back to like i said those 30 songs like know your craft know your equipment um and be especially when you start getting out there be adaptable be ready to know the technology be ready to play on one mixer and and maybe if you're playing multiple rooms for one night play on one type of mixer say you're on the allen heath one time next time on the pioneer 900 next time on the pioneer 10 uh you know one one minute you might have a, a pioneer 3000 cdj the next minute uh you might be on two brain turntables you don't know you know, so be able to be adaptable. That way you can play multiple venues at the same time and you make yourself available. So uh, I think that's most important more than anything. Okay. And practice, 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 practice. You're ne you never know too much in this in, with this game. You never know too much. That's why Jeff put this class out. That's why there's things like that. Um, and hang around other DJs if you like somebody good. 
don't be shameful. Don't jump on their jack. But I haven't said that in a long time. Jump on their jack. <laughs> I'm such a 90s kid. But, but follow them. Go to their shows. You know, try to get into that circle. It's, I mean, we all, everybody shares tips. Everybody likes to hang out. And DJs kind of like hanging out with other DJs. Sometimes. That's words of wisdom from a brother named Sherman. That's a brother, not a brother. Brother. I appreciate that, Mr. Breeze. Appreciate that. (laughs) Yeah. So, yeah, once again, we thank you for coming back to join us. Hope we can do this again sometime soon. Um, Yeah, you always bring value. And so, yeah, it's always great having you on. I try. I appreciate you guys having me, and uh, we will be doing some more episodes of a show with a brother named Sharm. So, get ready. Like I said, just wait for my equipment to arrive from Europe. And we're gonna be back at it. Awesome! Can't wait. <laughs> All right. Thanks All right. for having me, y'all. I appreciate it. Thank you. Peace. All right, that was really fantastic to have a brother named Sherm on. Uh, again and to just share all of his experiences is so much that can be learned from um, people who've been in the game people who've been a part of this and have seen so many different facets of it and uh, yeah to just soak up their knowledge and and information it's a beautiful thing it really is it truly is and so you know it truly 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 (laughs) it truly is and so we can never say that enough yes All right, we're going to take a quick pause for the cause and then we'll be back with music industry news right after this. All right, music industry news. First up, beat bread. And that's all one word. Uh, The first B is lowercase. They secured $34 million in investment to drive artist empowerment and to, for artists to be able to access capital. So it launched in November of 2020. Um, they've made more than 300 advances to artists and music labels across multiple genres, uh, six continents, and you know everybody at different points in their career stages. So the advances offered through there range from as little as $1,000 to as much as $2 million per ar- artist. So you know artists can receive funding in exchange for a limited share of their existing catalog revenues. So, you know, that way the advances can go up against their unreleased music. So this is a pretty good good deal for people um, that kind of need to access some capital to kind of keep putting the music out. A lot of times things like this are available for artists, um, you know, maybe with higher sales and things like that. So it's kind of cool for a company to come through and make this available to artists who, you know, might be kind of, getting started or still growing their fan base. So just something to be aware of. Once again, that's beat bread. <laughs> well, you know, uh, yeah, just just inspect what you expect, inspect what you expect. But yeah, that's a good thing in, uh, in a lot of different regards. Mm-hmm. And Vans and Record Store Day have teamed up to release a compilation album called Portraits of Her, and it highlights groundbreaking women in the music industry. So, um, you know, this is pretty cool. We're coming up pretty quickly on uh, Women's History Month. So, you know, this is the time, you know, to kind of highlight stuff like this. So they're taking advantage of that. Um, It's going to be a 16-track limited edition vinyl album. And so the tracks have been donated by... um, artists like 
I know Taylor Swift's a part of it and others that, you know, some big names that have contributed to this. And so the proceeds are going to benefit We Are Moving the Needle, which is a nonprofit organization that supports uh, female recording artists so and professionals in the industry. So, you know, good deal. Something to keep an eye out for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll get your telescope out, get your binoculars out and see what's good in it for you. <laughs> All right. And more opportunities for women. Motown Records and Google are launching a program to elevate women of color in the music industry. So, I mean, these are women of color that are creatives, not necessarily singers. So, you know, videographers, uh, photographers, like all these you know, any kind of content pretty much, but they'll get the chance to work with uh, Motown Records, excuse me, Motown Records executives and artists. And so, um, yeah, if you're a creative, it's a great opportunity. Uh, Of course, contestants must be female, 18 or older, based in the U.S. or D.C., and be able to work as a creative collaborator as a creative collaborator for Motown Records from March of this year through July of this year. So good opportunity, submissions are open now. Uh, Make sure that you visit their website to check that out. Um, If you're eligible or if you're not eligible, share it with someone who is, you know, share the knowledge, spread the the knowledge, the information, share the wealth. Yeah, put your toe in there, see what Mm -hmm. you can pull out. Yes, yes. And, you know, we shared with you recently that um, Issa Rae's radio and Google have teamed up uh, similarly uh, for women of color uh, artists. So they're looking for artists and producers. Those submissions are open now as well. So at the time, we didn't actually have an official launch date. But yeah, go ahead, jump in. Make sure you check it out. Submit. Do what you can. You know, tell friends. that's one thing that's kind of common within the industry, which is something that we try to dispel here on Music Marvels, but it's okay to share the information. Not everyone is your competition and whatever's meant for you, you're going to get it. So, you know, you don't have to be stingy with the information. You can share it. It's a good deal. Like help somebody out. Yep. Um, people helping people, um, women helping women, men helping men, people p- helping people. <laughs> that's almost like a tongue twister right there but people <laughs> helping people you know that's that's uh, uh the the essence of it all right there mm-hmm. all right and uh you know there's no way that we can't mention this it's, you know we've been talking about spotify a lot but so has everyone um it's been kind of at the forefront of people's minds lately but you know they say they can't pay songwriters better royalty rates but then they announced that they have a $320 million Barcelona sponsorship deal. So the thing about this, you know, of course, sponsorship, it's a part of marketing. It's a part of advertising. We get that. But $320 million for that, while keep in mind that it pays artists less than a penny per stream. And they were actually even fighting to try to pay less than what they already pay. So as we've shared, you know, there's some things coming to the uh, royalties board um, this year and Spotify is on that list of streamers who want to pay less. So, um, yeah, they're trying to keep it at just 10.5% of their services revenues, which is approximately a third of what 
Spotify keeps for itself from the subscriptions and the advertising income. So they get a 30% cut, but the songwriters only get 10.5%. So yeah, just just uh, some information for you to have as all this stuff is coming to light and kind of unfolding. Um, stuff that a lot of us in the industry have already known, but now it's becoming a little bit uh, more common knowledge. So we've seen a lot of people that have been a part of the exodus and, you know, trying to uh, make sure the artists get what they actually deserve. But uh, yeah, just something to be aware of. Um, Hopefully, uh, since this got a little backlash, maybe Spotify can kind of rethink their payouts a little bit. I know, fingers crossed, but (laughs) we'll see what happens. Yeah, again, I wish I had an air horn right now. Inspect. (laughs) what you expect and i'll leave it like that (laughs) all right then a giant's documentary is coming forth from the legendary music channel um on youtube the first episode is available you can check it out but it highlights and honors and preserves the legacy of pioneering electronic artists by sharing their untold stories with the world so, you know, it's always great to uh, check out documentaries. I'm a huge fan of them. But um, to see people who've made it and people who have done incredible things and hear their stories, once again, like we were just mentioning earlier, um, you know, it's always something to be learned from that. And a lot of times, uh, by the time someone's famous, by the time we know who they are, it almost seems like maybe it was an overnight thing. But to actually see the struggle and, and the effort um, the, the determination that has to go into something like that happening kind of gives you a little bit of uh, levity as an as an artist you can see like okay you know these trials and stuff that okay these trials and stuff that I'm experiencing aren't you know singular to me other people have went through it but came out on the other side of it so yeah definitely something to check out yeah huge huge also huge salute to the one and only group new edition Oh, man. I mean, been in the mix for 40 years. Okay. And so, you know, when you look at New Edition or when you listen to New Edition, you know, you see way back when they first started out 40 years ago up in the Boston, Massachusetts area, you know, had a lot of energy. Okay. Now, here we are 40 years later. um, They still got that energy. That's a big surprise. So when you add energy in with experience, there's a lot of things going on. They're just starting a new 30 city tour today actually is the first day of that tour so uh check them out look them up partake of the music you know you may have heard it before check it out more if you hadn't heard it before because we know there's evolution in music with the young folks new edition check them out mm-hmm. yes all right and uh speaking of documentaries there's a new tell-all Dionne Warwick one coming from uh, CNN Plus. And uh, once that actually launches, that's going to pop off. Um, but yeah, the film's called Don't Make Me Over. And it's supposed to cover her rise to music superstardom, uh, from singing in her grandfather's church to her life beyond the lights, and you know, even standing up to discrimination in the U.S. and all over the world. So, you know, that's going to be really exciting to see. Um, if you're not on Twitter, you definitely want to check out her tweets. I mean, she's incredibly entertaining. <laughs> and, you know, in addition to good music, she's got a great sense of humor. 
And uh, yeah, I'm really excited to to check out the documentary once CNN Plus launches. Oh yes, oh yes, going to be some good stuff. Um, you know, the luck of the draw, the, the the hand that we have to pull from the different cards. I'm telling you, you know, there's a lot of of uh, opportunity to um, educate one's self with the 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 struggles that musicians and and artists uh, went through. Uh, long before we even came around okay to help pave the way today you know um you can't you can't um overlook saying that some of these people they actually paved the way especially for our younger folks they're coming in different doors they have no idea how that door got open they got open a long time ago by these specific artists that you're speaking of Dion warwick is one of them mm. Yeah, you got to know where you've been and know where you're going. So, yeah, very, yep. very important. Sting has joined in and uh, he sold his catalog to Universal for more than $300 million. So the exact figure hasn't been disclosed, but we know it was at least that. And so the catalog features the entirety of his solo works as well as his work with the police. So, I mean, if you even think just... A couple songs that come to mind immediately. Uh, I'll be watching you, uh, Rock and Sand. Think about how often you hear those when you're just sitting watching TV or movies. So, <laughs> yeah, it definitely had to be more than 300 million because you know he's pulling in a ton of sync royalties, not to mention when you're other places and you just hear it going. Um, anytime that stuff is sampled by people. So, yeah, Sting went ahead and joined the ranks of a lot of um, artists that were popular um, during that same period of time. So, yeah, it's definitely a trend that we've been seeing and talking about. It seems like almost weekly, wouldn't you say? Yeah, uh, even bi-weekly or even tri-weekly. And so um, these companies are beating the doors down on some of these artists, you know, uh, connecting with them. Hey. You know, come on, sit down. Let's talk about this. Talk about that concerning your music. And um, so these are folks that are tried and true. You know, now they're not doing that, but just the Johnny come lately that just came around the corner. <laughs> okay, see, they're doing that for tried and true uh, musicians and acts that have been in the mix. And so, um, hey, you know, hey, it's there for the taking. So they're taking it absolutely yeah but that's a, a great point the the ones that you know, are tried and true so you know something to definitely keep in mind when you're making your music you know it's tempting to do what's popular what's hot to try to you know grab the audience in the right now and not to say that that can't be done every now and then but you know stick to your essence stick to stuff that actually means something to you because that actually comes across in your music and your audience will feel that and that's the type of stuff that they come back to and as long as the people keep coming back to it then that's where the money is pretty much so uh yeah definitely something to keep in mind and also um we've mentioned this before but in order to sell your rights to something you have to have your rights to something so be careful when some of these labels come knocking at your door uh, make sure that you're checking these contracts out. Make sure that you're not giving up your masters. Make sure that you're retaining your rights um, that you need. So, you know, later on down the road, if there's an opportunity like this, you could actually jump on it if you want to. 
instead of saying, well, I don't actually own it, then you got to pass up on it. So that's the main thing, making sure that um, you retain as much of your rights as you possibly can. Because, I mean, <laughs> it, it's important. I know like the, the money, you know, when you see that on the dotted line, it can be tempting to sign it, but, you know, it'll, it'll benefit you in the long run, the more that you can tend to hold on to. Yeah, because, you know, in the industry, okay, at the at the end of the day or even at the beginning of the day, music is a business. So you got to if you're an aspiring artist or even if you're a professional, you got to sit back and think about that. Uh, are you involved in a hobby just because you like doing it? Okay, well, that's cool. But then at the uh, on the other end of that spectrum, music is a business. And so when I throw out the phrase inspect what you expect, you know, one of our stories that uh, started out the uh, music industry news today, there was a key word that was used and that word is the word advance. Okay, mm. And see, this whole thing keeps circling back around because 10, 15 years ago, 20 years ago in the industry, you know, a lot of these companies were shoving out advances. Okay. So for the, for the, uh, uh, music uh, artist who is still wet behind the ears inspect what you expect because when they give you an advance that means that somewhere <laughs> read very closely they give you okay I'll use the word give when they give you an advance that means either they want something back or you got to pay that whole advance back in one way or the other so Get yourself somebody on your team that can uh, absorb that uh, that the vocabulary very well. Mm. <laughs> so you get caught up in an advance, and uh, you know what? And if something like that pops up in the music industry that you really are not sure about, you got somebody right here, a chick with beats. Reach out to her through a chickwithbeats.com because she provides consulting for artists and so on and so forth. And uh, right here, right here. So don't hesitate. <laughs> Absolutely. And if you need somebody to look at that contract for you, make sure you check out Greasy Gibson because, yeah, he's, he's got his team that can be on it and help you out. So, yeah, you don't have to go into this blindly and just hoping things will work out. You know, reach out if you need some assistance. Yeah, because we we when we say inspect what we what you expect, we say that in a positive tone. Mm -hmm. You got to do it. Yep. Yes. Don't be don't be blind. <laughs> mm -hmm. All right. Uh, Audio Mac has chosen Moen Gage. That's all one word. Moen Gage to uh, create per personalized experiences for artists, creators, and music lovers. So uh, Moen Gage uses AI. Um, to help AudioMac uh, make more individualized recommendations to people who subscribe. And um, they're basically trying to make sure that they build more brand loyalty for the streaming service since it's, you know, pretty unique the way that it operates. So it's a really interesting platform and I'm excited to see what's going to come forth uh, with them working with Mo Engage because, hey, if you make the music because you're passionate about it. You want people to hear it. So if they're doing something to make sure that it connects to the right ears, that's always a great thing. Yes, 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 yes. And, you know, another example is right here 
on the music marvels, you know, now don't think, you know, that during a week's time, two weeks time that actually a chick would be a chick with Beast and I are not communicating concerning these different situations and uh, that come up in the music business, news stories and so on and so forth. You know, don't walk in that door thinking that, you know, because you, you got some clout that you know everything. Mm. Don't do that. Okay, <laughs> so you got, you know, seek education and information and you get it right here on this show. Yes, yes. Because, you know, things are always changing. So as much as you know, as you know, some of these new mergers and acquisitions and all these other um, startups pop up, you know, it's, it's it's very important to make sure that you stay informed on different things that are going on. So very, very great point. I'm glad that you brought that up because that's something that I kind of learned early on <laughs> jumping into this. You know, you do all your research, you're feeling good. You're like, yeah, I got this unlocked. And then all of a sudden there's a new change and it's like, oh, wait a minute. So then you kind of got to relook at everything so yeah very very good point yes 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 and the beat moves on yes all right and abc has done something that is unprecedented very very rare but they decided to air the summer of soul on a primetime tv slot just before the academy awards so this is going to go down february 20th so if you haven't seen it, you don't have Hulu or whatever, guess what? You get to check it out now. So kudos to ABC for recognizing how important this film is. And so, yeah, this time the revolution is actually getting televised. And so you'll be able to see it. If you love music at all, you've got to check this film out. I mean, it's incredible. Um, man, I've seen it more than once. And, you know, it's just it, it doesn't lessen um the enjoyment at all it's just it's something that's phenomenal and to think that something like this went on in the same year as woodstock but you never hear about it as frequently um as you did with woodstock but yeah this was an incredible film and i can only imagine what it would be like to be amongst all that energy there but you got a chance to check it out sunday february 20th on abc and speaking of that and speaking of that already february 20th now just a day or two ago it was january 1st so the reason i bring this topic up is because if you're involved in the music industry don't procrastinate you got energy work with that energy mold that energy you know do whatever you can with that energy to boost yourself forward by all means in every way possible because before you know it, it's going to be the holiday season again at the end of the year. Okay. And if you have procrastinated, this whole year will pass you by. And if the whole year passes you by, that means the music industry is passing you by as well. Okay. So uh, just a tip, feed off your energy, try to, to manifest that into something great for yourself and, and for your crew and whatever. And uh, uh, because you can do it. There's nothing. The only thing holding you back, is you mm-hmm. right right yeah. for sure all right sony music's 430 million dollar buyout of awol from cobalt music group got cleared by the uk competition walk dog so watchdog so after an investigation that lasted for months they decided that the deal was cool and it doesn't substantially 
um, decreased competition in the UK. And so um, the deal was struck last February, but it came under scrutiny in September. But now they've given it a green light. It's good to go. Okay. Okay. Well, there you go. There's another <laughs> one. Yeah. And um, this I found quite interesting. The worldwide online music education industry is expected to reach $421 million or more by 2027. So the market already held a market size of about $130.74 million in 2020. But yeah, it's expected to grow quite a bit. So just something to kind of keep in mind. That means there's going to be a lot of music teaching going on in the future. And, you know, hey, if you have an expertise in something, that might be something that you might be able to get into, you know, look into holding classes online. Um, to make sure that you can get a piece of that pie. Yes, yes, yes. The pie is out there. Mm-hmm. So, you know, show up with your plate and your knife and fork and slice. Hey, get yourself a slice or two mm-hmm. or three. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And Dequency has raised $4.5 million to build a decentralized music licensing platform on Algorand. So Dequency is... Um, building a first-of-its-kind marketplace for music and visual creators to connect, collaborate, make transactions with each other. And so, you know, it's going to be connected with Bitcoin's trustless digital payments. So it's going to eliminate the need for third parties uh, from music licensing transaction to try to increase the speed of payment, reduce fees, and give control back to the market participants. So, yeah, just something to keep an eye out for. I uh, wasn't aware of its existence prior to coming across this story, so I don't have a lot of personal insight to shed on it, but it's definitely something that um, I think we should keep an eye on and be aware of. Yeah, well, you know, hey, take a tip from the top. You know, if she said it, then I mean, that's in in concrete, that's in stone, (laughs) so follow up. All right. And finally, once again, with Audio Mac, they've unveiled a new creator app to enable artists to receive comprehensive streaming analytics. So um, this is really cool. Analytics are very important. Um, You know, it's important to kind of see where people are vibing to your music, who your audience is. So that way, you know, you've got a feel for um, who's resonating with you and, you know, especially to be able to pay attention to where they are, you know, once uh, touring becomes a little more commonplace again, or even, you know, virtual concerts. There's so many more platforms popping up to allow opportunities for that. But um, so, yeah, it, it gives you the what you need to be able to upload your music in the same spot, check out all your data and uh, yeah, just kind of see what's going on to pinpoint uh, where your market is all in one place. So kudos to Audio Mac. They've been doing a lot of stuff to make life easier for uh, creators. And so this is definitely something to be aware of and uh, make sure that your music is there and it's something that you can take advantage of. Yeah, yeah, I would. If I was an inspiring artist or even already in the mix, I would. So yeah, Audio Max, check it. Yes. 
All right, and that's a wrap for this week's edition of Music Marvels with the Chickle Beats and Breezy Gibson. We're very glad that you chose to spend this time with us, and then we hope you come back to do it again next week. Yeah, yeah, you know, and I, I do have a quick boomerang on a couple of stories real, real quick on that huge, magnificent halftime show that was in the Super Bowl last week. You might have noticed three vehicles in front of the stage, and those definitely were real low riders. And so they were going to do their bounce during the performance, but it got turned down by the bounce got turned down by the NFL because the NFL was scared that the, some of the cars were leaking a little bit of oil and they didn't want the oil to seep down onto the field with and lead that to an injury from some of the players and it's that that we understand that and the second was uh we spoke about uh, it would be spoke about the one and only Dion warwick and so when you look at her tree her family tree there's one person in that tree that we really loved and so inspect her a little bit closer i'm not going to call out the name but inspect her family tree and you'll see somebody you'll discover if you don't already know that uh, was one of the most beloved uh, artists uh, of all time. So check her out, Dionne Wars. Yes, and they did specify that that artist, um, there's a special uh, interview that hasn't been featured anywhere, will also be a part of that documentary. So yeah, for sure. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. So all right, we thank you again. And uh, until next time, tune in, tell a friend, and we'll see you then. Peace. Peace.